1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode, today we have with us Ashrar Haider, who is Assistant Vice President and a part of Rewards and Performance at Barclays. Hi, Ashrar, Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing great, Riti. Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure having you here. So, Ashrad, just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners about your background and like how you got to where you are today?
0: Absolutely. I think for me, My journey into HR and, you know, rewards, consequently, uh, has been a lot of happy coincidences. So I've always uh, been interested in programming from a young age. That was the area that I was working in. You know, in the first part of my career, I was working with an IT services firm. We did a series of very interesting projects involving something called gamification. And, uh, you know, that was something that really propelled my interest in the area of human resources. Uh, consequently, I decided to get an MBA in that space and I've worked with around three IT services or rather services companies post host that uh, throughout my post-HR MBA career. And, and and that's what's really brought me into this area right now. Across HR, I've worked with both line HR roles, as they are called, and, and as well as consulting role. So I've got a flavor of all the different sites that are there, passes that are there to HR. And uh, that's what's really brought me to the area that I'm working in right now which is performance and rewards currently with uh, BFSI in India.
1: I think there's a plethora of everything. I'm sure today we'll get a lot of content from our conversation. So you have done your MBA from MDI Gurgaon and then worked with Deloitte and now at Barclays. So definitely great experience you have so far. So tell me what inspired you to pursue your career or area of expertise right now? Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I think, uh, you know, as I was talking about those happy coincidences, right? So I was working at my first job wherein uh, I was helping this large services manufacturing organization, right? Services organization. Uh, In helping them improve the performance of their IT services team, so it was it was what our organization was contracted in doing. And one part of that involved improving the productivity of their IT services desk. This this was a very this uh, this was a project involved a lot of technology use, you know, tools to make things better, automation, so on. But Mm -hmm. the thing that really worked for us there had nothing to do with technology. It was working in this area called gamification, where which Mm -hmm. which uh, you know involves using different elements of games, uh, such as points. A leaderboard and you know badges and so on to create uh, you know an experience as an even in standard work tasks feel like a game. Every time you go ahead and you complete a task, it feels like you've achieved something and and you know you're competing against others and so on. I mean, this was one aspect that really fascinated me. Uh, you know how much uh, you know we can use psychology in our daily lives, how much we can uh, you know use uh, some amount of behavior science as they call it in our daily lives and really create uh, something fantastic. And that really you know propelled me to uh you know really work in this space understand more about it and that that's what really got me thinking in this space so you know that that's what brought me here and uh, yeah i think i think that's that's what's been keeping me here as well across uh, you know the different areas that i've worked on uh, i think the one area that really uses a lot of this again is the learning and development space uh, and, you know, we use different aspects of gamification or to create more engaging content for you. So I think that's something possibly even, you know, you might have experienced in the different uh, you know apps you use and so on and so forth. So certainly that's that's, that's one thing that's really kept me here. I try to incorporate different elements uh, into my work. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's what kept me going in this space.
1: Well, it's certainly very exciting and, and hugely impressive what you have already achieved now. So, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the present. And I think one thing which comes in my mind right now is like our growing generation of course we have heard a lot about gen z's and millennials right so these generations are often being characterized as ambitious and driven and they can be definitely be the future of our world but you know sometimes we think that they make a common career mistakes and that could be potentially hinder their progress so what common career mistakes do you see that today's millennials make
0: Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, being a millennial myself, I've I've seen, I've grown through, I've seen my peers, you know, focus on certain things, which I, which in hindsight, again, uh, seems to be probably not the best thing to do. I think two things really come to mind for me. I think the first and probably the most important one is people not really putting a lot of faith in the power of loose networks. Now, when I mean loose networks, uh, you know, we are all on LinkedIn. A lot of people today, uh, millennials, you know, having white collar jobs are on LinkedIn but uh, that's that's what it all is just they're there they have a static profile they're not doing anything more so uh, Mm -hmm. in fact there was a study uh that was done a couple of years back which uh, again a linkedin study itself which which said that across a five-year period they went ahead and then they looked at how people got jobs and surprisingly you know you have much better probability of getting a job from your loose network and and by loose network what i mean is it could be a friend of a friend of a friend right? a third degree connection than from your direct friends or direct uh, connection so yeah. embracing this power of the power of the loose network contributing creating your own brand so that you know it, it can't just be you know give me give me more give me more right you've got to contribute mm-hmm. to the network you've got to go ahead and put yourself out there build a brand for yourself again that's that's something i've seen uh people who've done this more have really leveraged a lot of uh you know good goodness out of it rather than people yeah. who've just decided to not use it at all yeah Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? Uh, I think the other thing, again, this is something that's slightly more personal to, you know, what I have seen across, uh, different groups, having consulted with a lot of people, uh, you know, having worked with, uh, people in different areas is a common millennial, possibly even a Gen Z trait that we see is yeah. we tend to change money over meaningful work, especially at the beginning of our careers, right? So, you know, when, when we start off possibly in the first five, 10 years of our work, if we go ahead and, you know, over try to over leverage over focus on on money and you know try to look at that as a metric of success what we end up with at times again maybe not always uh at times is you know you've, you've got you've got your money you're, you're making good money but yes. you don't find meaning in your work or you get stuck at a certain point because the area that you work in is so niche that you're not able to grow
1: yeah
0: so and this is again something that's very common across uh, batches uh, you know especially in engineering or in mba batches we see that you know after a few years who's making the most money is said to be the most successful but that's not really the case in the long run that we see so again i think that's that's one thing that you know i i hope uh, you know we don't do much more of we focus more on the me- and finding meaning of work and playing the long game
1: definitely we should not run after money and definitely <laughs> Minerals often want to you know just not to run after money but focus more on to advance advance quickly in their career by not by having like maximum skills or by upskilling themselves and also the other uh, point you have mentioned like networking so definitely that is also very important so
0: right right absolutely i think uh you know in often trying to you know move to the next possible switch for more money or you know whatever and so on right i think you know i've seen people who've regretted it six months down the line saying you know what this role wasn't a right fit for me. I don't know why I went for it, but uh, now they are like, you know, how can I boomerang back to my old organization or try to do something different? So, you know, small uh, actions possibly can have very large consequences in the future.
1: Definitely. It's very important to be flexible and adaptable and do as much as more networking they can because job markets and workplace are constantly evolving nowadays. Yeah. And in fact, Just because you have mentioned networking and nowadays, you know, technologies are coming into play and I think it's more easier than before to do networking, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I just, I wanted to shift the gears a bit and wanted to ask you like how technology, HR technologies has evolved to meet the ever-changing priorities of the workplace.
0: This is actually a pretty interesting question, right? Because every day we hear, you know, while we look at HR technology, it's not really, you know, one specific area, it's it's a spectrum, right, that we have. Yeah. So, you know, I personally look at the HR technology space or technology space in general as three different buckets. One, you've got the high-based technology, right? When you hear AI, you hear blockchain. I mean, everyone's talking about it, they're thinking about it, but what are we really doing there, right? We, we, we're still, you know, we're hearing chat GPTs and how there is a company that's come out and, you know, they've built a recruitment tool that uses chat GPT. It all sounds fascinating. Will that work? Six, 12 months down the line, we don't know yet, right? So it's all too new. Uh, we're just dipping our toes there, and then that's that's the real area that's getting a lot of spotlight, but maybe not a lot of money right now. Uh, the second space uh, uh, is is again the, the 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 sort of technologies or the areas of expertise that have seen that hype go up and go down, right? So uh, while while right now AI and let's say blockchain possibly is all the hype we we've, we've got technologies that have gone ahead and really proved their metal right and 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 you know it can be something as simple as you know people analytics that we're seeing right a lot of companies are doubling down on their people analytics teams they are focusing on technologies that help these teams do better so uh, you know while analytics is just about understanding data and so on right we've got uh, tools uh, such as uh, you know which help in doing this for instance you've got uh, different tools that help you in org network analysis right helping you understand how people within a team communicate how is information exchanged which leaders are doing you know uh, are managing their teams better and it's not it's just not using a certain tool it's about using that tool using insights from the tool gathering the data the right way and really you know uh, creating something that's very powerful for information uh, you know, powerful information which we use for insights and so on, right? So a lot of while while we've got our hype, we've got uh, places that are seeing growth, places that are seeing a lot of interest. And there are some organizations that definitely do this much better who have invested in the right way and are really reaping the rewards out of that. And then you've got the third area, which, uh, you know, I would call it possibly as a hygiene factor area, right? So uh, any organization that possibly has 50 or more people right now need to invest in standard HR tools, right? And And, and again, depending on the kinds of budgets you have, You might go for a free or a very inexpensive HR tech, uh, you know, let's say say you've got got something like a bamboo HR and so on, which is on the cheaper side. Then, of course, you've got your much more enterprise tools, which your SAPs are bringing, your Workdays is bringing, right? Very standard tools help you across the entire gamut of HR, all the different processes and so on. So three different phases and three different areas of adoption across organizations. Hygiene factors again great great for people to have. I think it's absolutely necessary in today's day and age to have, but you know the more mature you get, the more use cases you can derive from to move from that absolute hygiene to the second possibly the second bucket of using you know technologies to improve uh, you know your areas I think that's 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 the area that's releasing a lot of growth and a lot of interest as well
1: definitely as the world evolves, business and employees will need to stay agile and adapt new challenges and opportunities so yeah in absolutely. fact in fact Just like you talking about challenges and opportunities and even you also worked in a team. And of course, you have the opportunity to connect with great talent and high performance teams and must have handled a large employee base. So at some point in time, of course, it's really challenging to manage everything. Right. So what challenges have you faced while managing the team? How do you ensure that the team was working effectively?
0: Right. I think. Uh, For me, any kind of learning on how to manage a team, both, uh, uh, let's say, as a project manager or as a, as a people manager, uh, yeah. there are three to four things that, you know, I've been inspired by the different managers that I've had across my career. Three things uh, really stood out for me, right? I mean, everybody has their own style of managing. Someone's more hands-on. Someone's more of a results person. Someone could be more about, you know. Uh, you know, get the, you know, small things right and so on, right? But I think three things that have really worked well for, uh, different managers across my stints and something that I also try to do with, with uh, the teams that I manage is articulating, you know, the big picture, right? Why are we doing what we're doing? And right? I think uh, I've, I've really been inspired by what Simon Sinek says, right? Start with why. And I think that's something given what, you know, that it's something that really appeals to both millennials and Gen Zs as well, right? The more purpose oriented we are, the more we know what, you know, how our work really helps. What well, I know, the big picture, the be it a big project, be it a big team's uh, output, outcomes, and so on. It really creates a good pull factor. It helps people work better. Uh, the second thing that I've really seen, and again, I mean, this is nothing new, but I think it's something that we often miss is communicating effectively. Communicating effectively doesn't always have to be top down. You know, it, it it can of course. Be about breaking down, you know, that that big picture, the vision, into you know smaller goals and smaller insights and tasks and so on. Absolutely, right. But it's not always a one-way street. It also yeah. means being able to listen. Uh, I think, which is the third point, right? I think uh, while while we often, you know, in the heat of moments, and this is again something that comes from my consulting experience, I see that you know when we've got very tight deadlines, things often run like a factory workshop. You've got your tasks, you break them down, you give it to people, get it done. Uh, done well great let's go ahead and execute it and get it uh, over with right so uh, but even in the midst of that being able to communicate to be able to articulate what you want listen to what's being said and possibly what's not being said as well I think those are something that really work well and you know really help uh, you know getting the most out of the team and also keeping morale high right because again while we are trying to achieve our goals uh, it's also important to help people develop. So, you know, how we get help the other person out, how we help our team grow and develop very important. Aspect.
1: Definitely. That was some great point brought up by you. So, yeah, half of the thing we can crack by, re- you know, retaining the talent and high performance teams. So, yeah, that almost brings us to the end of our podcast. But before we leave, can you tell our listeners like where they can uh, reach out to you?
0: Absolutely. right. So I'm available on LinkedIn uh you know i'm happy to share my linkedin uh details so people can get in touch with me uh i think that's the and of course uh also I'm happy to share any other details that are required for that so but yeah i think linkedin is one area that i try to sort of be online and contribute in terms of articles and so on uh again you know or just so just to summarize you know what we spoke about but, right? Yeah. i think linkedin is is possibly one large platform where we connect and again uh, you mm-hmm. know your your platform has also been amazing. I've I've, I've been a member of this for a while. Uh, you know, so you know in, in in PSOW I've been able to get access to a lot of uh, you know great people who are working on in very interesting things. Uh, it's a great community to be there in, and you know certainly look forward to meeting more people, talking more about you know what's happening in their organizations, what they are seeing, and how they envision the future. So absolutely right. I mean, the more connected we stay, the more we learn, the more we grow.
1: That's great. That makes a lot of sense. And in fact, from our conversation, I'm sure today we'll get a lot of content that you have shared.
0: So Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you, uh, Ashra. Uh, it was lovely hosting you today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise.